What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, we have a new sponsor. Shout out, Wendy's. Make sure you check out the new cheeseburger they have. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a banger. And then we discuss the NBA Finals. Did the Heat put up a good fight? Is Anthony Davis in the running for Finals MVP? We discuss. Then we move on to the People's Parlay. It's a lock. As you guys know, shout out to my bookie for sponsoring. And then we discuss COVID has infiltrated the NFL. Do we have a backup plan? What's going to happen? Preview Week 5 NFL and then Power Rank the NFL teams going into week five. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Let's get Ravens it. select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settlement. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? This episode's exciting. We have we have a lot of uh, a lot of new things going on. New segment, a new hairdo, a new a new friend of the program, a new sponsor. But let's start with ugh. I don't know how girls do this, man. I got the hair in my mouth and everything. New segment, Me Moment of the Week. Me Moment of the Week brought to you by our new friends, new sponsors of the program, Wendy's. Wendy's is taking the pretzel bun to a whole new level. Introducing Wendy's new Pretzel Bacon Pub Cheeseburger. It packs a quarter pound of fresh beef, Munster cheese, applewood smoked bacon, a smoky honey mustard, crispy fried onions, and a warm beer cheese sauce that you don't even have to be 21 years old to eat. All on a pretzel bun. At participating Wendy's for a limited time only, fresh beef available in the U.S., Alaska, and Canada. So, new segment of the week. We're each going to have a me moment. Something that happened during the week made you feel good. Uplifting moment of the week. I'm going to let you start. All right, my me moment of the week, besides Wendy's being a beautiful sponsor of the Snapback Sports Pod, welcome to the fam, Wendy's, is... Look at at what we do for for our sponsors. (laughs) Yeah, well, the people listening can't see the red wig. You'll have they to go will. to Snapback Pod to see it. But my me moment belongs to the New York Knicks. There I, I am. Sit here like this. Eating my lunch, just chilling out during a beautiful day. And I'm just scrolling Twitter. And I see that the Knicks are going to acquire Paul George, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis. I mean, just another beautiful day in Knicks offseason territory. Um, it's hilarious. Like as much as I joke about certain players coming to the Knicks, it is like the traditional media's fault that the Knicks get hit with such a bad reputation. Like all these people do is report about these stars coming to the Knicks. So obviously Knicks fans are going to latch onto that. I could say the same thing about the Sixers. You guys have acquired Chris Paul. Exactly. Exactly. The Knicks just get a bad rep. So yes, there was a fun moment as I found out the Knicks could be a trade partner for Paul George that we would only have to give up Kevin Knox to get Chris Paul. It was overall just a beautiful, sunny, sunny day. As yeah, I, I think I, I think I sent you the Paul George report. I was like, you got to be sitting down for this one. It, it just becomes, <laughs> it's these random NBA Twitter accounts that have maybe like 20,000 followers. They're nothing major. They're no Woj's, but they just spit out anything they, that anyone can latch onto. And I, I kind of, and I had myself a me moment. Yeah, yeah. You had yourself a me moment. My me moment of the week, keeping it in the NBA, 
Doc Rivers was introduced as the new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. I haven't really commented on it because there's just a lot going on with NFL. Um, I guess we can talk about that later. But, you know, my meme moment of the week was watching his introductory press conference. It, it just gave me a sense of, of validation because I had been notoriously calling for Brett Brown's head for the past probably three seasons. Now, after the Kawhi Leonard shot, I thought he coached a great playoffs. He didn't deserve to be fired then. But deserving to be fired is kind of not the way to go. I mean, Dwayne Casey won Coach of the Year with the Raptors. Didn't deserve to be fired, but they made the right move, brought in Nick Nurse. And just seeing Doc Rivers, a champion, a well-respected person in this league, some somebody that that superstars want to play for, as we saw in L.A., be introduced to my organization, the Philadelphia 76ers, it, it was just, it, everything came full circle. It kind of gave me a a Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr handing of the torch. So, it's taking us to a new level. Doc Rivers, it's your team. Let's do it. Well, thank you to Wendy's for sponsoring the Mimo and make sure you get that oh, pretzel bacon cheeseburger. That sounds delicious. All right, on to the NBA. A little segue. Still talking NBA. Um, we're going to talk the NBA Finals. Last night, the Lakers take a 3-1 lead over the Miami Heat. We can both agree this series is over. The Heat put up a pretty good fight, actually. Um, but at the end of the day, it was just too much L.A. That defense is too good. LeBron AD, too good. The Lakers are going to probably win the NBA Finals in just 20 games, five games around. Just a dominating performance all around. <clears throat> Yes, I guess the Heat could come back. And for anyone who thinks the NBA is rigged, I'll tell you what an, a rigged NBA would look like. It would look like the Heat coming back from 3-1 down because the only way we'll hear anything about the NBA after Game Five's over with the NFL, MLB playoffs, COVID, all that stuff going on is if people can make fun of LeBron James for blowing a 3-1 lead. So the NBA is not rigged. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, another thing I want to acknowledge is this is the easiest championship of LeBron James' career. This is the easiest path of LeBron James' career. This is just everything came together for him. He had his best teammate ever. And I think what people don't understand is, like, that's okay. Like, that's not his fault. We always talk about you got to beat who you got to beat. But we do have to acknowledge, like, this is the easiest. And I don't think that's a bad or a good thing. It just is the easiest. He took care of business. They did everything they needed to do. I do think like all the people, they're going to pull up old stuff about LeBron couldn't get it done in the West. LeBron couldn't do this, all that. I really do believe that LeBron James, he could still be the best player in the league, as Abe will tell you. He's not peak LeBron though. Like this isn't his best form ever, right? This is Abe. I don't it's, think it's, you would, it's a different it's, it's a, different. a different type of LeBron. No doubt. But this is not if you took 2012 or 2016 LeBron, that's probably right, like his top form. So LeBron, even if he stayed at one or went to two, like it was a small drop off. I don't know if people really saw Anthony Davis. We talked about this could be LeBron's best teammate ever, but I don't think we talked about Anthony Davis. Poss I mean, I saw on Twitter people said you can't tell me Anthony Davis isn't better than Giannis. However you want to discuss that, the fact that he has a teammate who's being considered better than the two-time MVP, it's crazy. So 
Uh, big ring for LeBron, big ring for AD. He, he definitely started to show some of his beta tendencies, but we're going to talk finals MVP in a sec. I just talked for a while. So I want couple, to a couple, couple nuggets from that start in the back end. AD is not better than Giannis. I'll say that right there. Uh, you look at what Giannis is doing in Milwaukee, what AD did in New Orleans. If you, if you like your big, your favorite game to do switch AD into Milwaukee, switch Giannis into LA. I think we're looking at something similar, if not better, in the entire situation. And I don't think that AD could have elevated the Milwaukee Bucks team to the point that Giannis did, but that's irrelevant. You started off talking about the series where you said Miami put up a good fight. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. No, no they didn't. Yeah, they did. No, they, yeah, they did. Washington game one. Anthony Davis, 34 points. All right, come game on, two. But you're game not two. looking at the situation. Listen, game two. Game one, they had all their people. Game no, two. No, they didn't. They lost all of them. They didn't even play in the second half. Game two. Never, Lakers kind of dominated throughout, kept it consistent. 10-point lead, 14-point lead. Yeah. The Miami Heat shot 50-40-90 from the field in that game. They I played understand. as well as they possibly but, could. But they, their, game their three. nerves did. Game three. Doesn't matter. It's the Miami Heat. Game three. Took a all-time NBA finals performance out of James Buckets Butler. It took a collapse from Anthony Davis. It took a collapse from LeBron James in the fourth corner. It took everything. And the Lakers were in that game the entire time. Last night, right? I got through the first three games. Yeah. Last night. Sort of a closer game. Sort of. Not sort of. It was a close game. The largest league. Did was you ever did point. you? Did you ever sit at any point and think the Lakers weren't going to win that game? No, I didn't. But I did sit at uh, at many points, and I thought, man, if Goran Dragic was getting Kendrick Nunn's minutes right now, I'm not saying I'm definitely not saying they win the series. But is the series two two? I, I think it's tough to say that there's not a claim for that. Kendrick Nunn is, I mean, he must have the greener light than J.R. Smith used to have. That dude, every time he touches the ball, he shoots it. I mean, he that kid guy, off. he had a really good year, other than he got pulled from the bubble it, for, like, yeah. he got sick and, and stuff and like that, and he right, his group going. Yeah, he, he never got his stuff back, kind of like Russ. Um, I do think, you know, losing Dragic, it's not the end of the world, but, like, that's 17 to 20 points, and you saw the big, the absolute biggest problem that the Heat had was penetration and that's Goran's thing, shooting and penetration. He opens up the floor. Now, non-defensively was obviously going to be better than Dragic, but uh, it's tough to say that, you know, I wish that obviously Dragic could have played, given him a more fair fight. Just another reason why it, it was a nice path for LeBron and the Lakers. And you they say take, that, and they you took say care that, of business. I know, I know you're trying not to come off, but you say that very condescendingly. Not at all. It's not condescending, but this is the thing. We can't talk about 3-1 comeback against 73-win team and say, wow, that that is so amazing, and then talk about this path. You avoided their the team that was built to beat them. You you got a, a Russell they West. Didn't, they didn't do anything about that. What do you mean? The team that was built to beat them wasn't built to beat a team that they beat in five games. I understand. I, I, that, whole I, built, that whole built to beat it is nonsense to me. I think that's nonsense that you would say that knowing how much of a matchup thing basketball. All right. All right. Perfect. If, if the Clippers beat them two out of three times, yeah, they beat them two out of three times. If the Clippers were built to beat the Lakers. Yeah. 
how were they not built to beat the Nuggets? Well, because they fell apart. Once the bubble happened, Lou Will and Montrez turned into dust. They weren't a good team. I get it. They had chemistry problems. They had all these issues internally. But you can't – who who do you think Lakers fans wanted to play less? The Nuggets or the Clippers? Like, we're not obviously naive. Obviously Clippers, obviously. So it is the easiest path. And then they play the five seed in the finals, and they lose their second leading score. It's the easiest path. It's not condescending. A, but five, I think seed, a five seed that ran a, across the East in the same way that the Lakers did the West. I, I understand that. But it they were the five seed for a reason. And they weren't the best team all season long. And it's impossible to judge how much the bubble and the break and all of that played a part in it. it. Maybe it didn't help the Lakers. Maybe it did. I'm not even saying that's part of the reason why it was easy. You just look at the path and it's as easy as path. And they took care of business. It's not so bad it goes on it. from it goes from. No, don't even try that with me because, you know, I never was on that. If you want to go fight with uh, ESPN. You can I'm fight the eight-seeded Blazers. No, 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 yeah. not that. It goes from LeBron was handed a cakewalk in the East for his entire 14, 15 years yeah. or whatever, to now he switches to the West, and it's the easiest path ever. I just want the consistency. That's all. The consistency is right in front of your face. And the consistency is that, and I love that you brought that up, because the whole thing was that LeBron could not carry Rodney Hood the Western Conference. He could use Anthony Davis and get to the final. I don't think anyone was denying that. Anthony Davis, I mean What about the people what about the people that denied that LeBron James wasn't the best player on earth anymore? I, I don't know. I think there's claims to be made. You can tell from the way he's playing. Um so let's Wait, discuss you mean, you mean the way he's playing in terms of averaging almost a triple double in the NBA finals? I just want the consistency. Obviously, I knew you were going to bring that up, so I brought <laughs> facts. Let's talk facts. <laughs> Defense, uh, defensive rebound chances in the NBA Finals. LeBron what the hell does that mean? 13 Let's get out of, Stop. Let me cut you off. What the hell does that mean? That defensive means, rebound chances. That means the chances he is within the scope of the ball to grab a rebound. 13.8. 13.8 what? 13.8 chances. There's 14 chances a game that he can get a defensive rebound. Contested defensive rebound percentage, 21.1%. That means 79% of the time he's grabbing uncontested rebounds. This is the exact same argument that people used on Russell Westbrook as to why it was not impressive why he was putting up triple doubles. And I just want the consistency when it comes to LeBron James. I understand why the defense is built. They box out, LeBron grabs, he's the point guard, and they run the offense. It's not bad on LeBron, but we know the value of averaging a triple-double, not to mention the assist numbers. Okay, the assist numbers are there. He's the point guard, whatever. The turnover's a little high. I just am confused when finals MVP became a strictly offensive award. Because I, I see... I, I know where you're going with this. That you think that you need to look at Anthony Davis on both sides of the ball. But answer me this, Jack. Do you think that Anthony Davis deserves the final MVP? I think right now, today... Oh, no, no, no. I think today, I, I actually think it's dead even. I think... What, what it, does that mean? I think Anthony it, Davis was the sole reason. The sole reason no. that it wasn't a sweep. Nine shot attempts in game three, 15 but points. Th- that's the thing. It's like LeBron controls the offense. He picks who shoots. Like, he yeah, doesn't 80, pick how they go in. AD got in foul trouble, and they lost the game. So, okay, LeBron played better in a loss. That That's great for him. G- 
Game one, Anthony Davis is the best player on the floor. Game two, for 46 minutes, Anthony Davis is the best player on the floor. LeBron James was big down the clutch. So if you want to give him that game, that's fine. Game three, LeBron was better, but in a loss. And then game four last night, LeBron has six turnovers. Anthony Davis had four blocks and has two steals. And now you have six possessions that he's taking away. So Anthony Davis has five more steals blocks than LeBron James. And he has five less turnovers in the series. Look, at the end of the day, I I am a a firm believer that Anthony Davis has a claim to finals MVP. I really do think it's even, I hate the idea of a co-finals MVP, but I think through four games to say that Anthony Davis doesn't have as big an impact on the finals as LeBron James does, it's just not giving Anthony Davis enough credit on the defensive end. This is the, like, he altered so many possessions and shots Mm -hmm. last night. It's just, he has to get that respect. It's also you got to look at how these games went down and when the moments happened. Last night, LeBron James, seven straight points in the fourth quarter. Whoa, yeah, Anthony. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, <laughs> yeah. As you were about to say, Anthony Davis hits the biggest shot, the dagger. Well, KCP did. LeBron James in the final five minutes of the game had two points on two free throws. Final five minutes. So, I mean, look, KCP won them that game. It wasn't Anthony Davis. He didn't win them that Speaking game. Speaking of KCP, did you notice his, like, he had an interview at the end of like going into the third quarter on the side. And you could tell that like, he's not used to being that guy. Like just coming up big. The guy could not speak. Yeah. He's just like, we're going to try and win. Yeah. Which is try a fair thing to say. Um, we'll see what happens in game five. Game five does feel like it's going to be the closeout game. Could a big Anthony Davis performance swing it? Or are we going to say the game didn't matter? Like, the goalposts will be moving, depending LeBron on LeBron James is the finals MVP and will receive the trophy Oh, at the, oh Saturday me, morning at midnight. Let me which close, is ridiculous that they play these games at 9 o'clock. Let me close Absolutely ridiculous. My, uh, my whole thing on Anthony Davis. He has no chance of winning finals MVP because it's a media award. And, like, we know LeBron's winning the award. Uh, because he's LeBron James, and he probably deserves that. But Anthony Davis at least has a very fair claim to that title. Sure, um, you can hang you can hang on to a claim. But Abe already awesome. said Finals MVPs don't matter. So uh, I guess we should say that. It. I've I've heard that from a bunch of people. I you included that it doesn't really matter. Um, but I, I did I just, say I, I did totally say just, I will rethink. I think you totally just put words in my mouth. No, no, I've never said you that. said that. I've we talked about that. nope. Yeah, we said if you already have three, then who really cares about the fourth one? No, um, I mean, you know, that makes a good point because if you have none like a guy like Steph Curry, that first one kind of gets you over Exactly, line. exactly. <laughs> That's what people said. All right, let's go to the People's Parlay presented by my bookie. Make let's sure you go. No, code. Not, not, not let's go. Let's go into let's the People's go. Parlay. Let's go. I need my a MyBookie.ag. Use code SNAPBACK for 100% deposit bonus. Take that deposit bonus, put it on the people's parlay, and profiteer right now. This is because it. We have, this, this is it. We, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna release all four picks before we do the segment. But let's just say these all are personal, they're educated, and they're value. People's parlay. We either go one and zero or zero and one. Every week you try to go 1-0, Abe, take us away, pick number one. Looking at these four picks, actually, I'll leave the second one to you, and we'll open up with the first one. It's two of the biggest no-nos in gambling. 
Let's start with the first one. My Atlanta Rise Falcons. Up. Rise, Rise up. up, Atlanta Falcons. 0-4. There's not no much more you really have to say about that, but this is a playing the line type thing. You look at the weapons that the that the Atlanta Falcons have. They're putting up points. Minus two at home. In Mercedes, whatever. No Chick-fil-A. No Chick-fil-A. That sucks. Um, <laughs> minus two against Carolina. I think that's a little bit of an overreaction to Carolina taking down Kyler Murray, my favorite player in the NFL. I don't think Carolina is that good. I buy mean, I, I saw a buy low, high. buy low. And I'm we buy as at, low as we can on the Falcons and sell as high as we can on the I fans. saw a clip that went viral after the Panthers beat the Cardinals, and it was them blasting Sweet Caroline in the locker room. And a guy who came up big in that game and has all season looks like a good signing, Robbie Anderson. Didn't like look like he knew a single word. <laughs> Everyone's like belting out the song, and this guy Robbie Anderson doesn't know. Like, come on, you don't know. But 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 that's all you need to know. And he didn't do it. This team isn't what it's all chalked up to be. The Falcons will get on the board this week, and they will win by at least a field goal. I they'll probably that. win by one. Like knowing Atlanta, they'll get the win and win by one. Uh, my only thought, because I like to play devil's advocate with these. Is Atlanta's defense slash secondary most importantly is decimated. I mean, they they actually are on like their eighth string safety. Yes. So uh, Teddy Bridge, big fantasy day incoming. Ted, but... Teddy no knees. Teddy no knees. All right, my first pick is the J E T S. Two biggest no no goes in gambling: <laughs> the Falcons and the Jets. How and are you right. gonna pass up a New York Jets team? with Joe Flacco at the helm at the time of and this Le'Veon recording. And Le'Veon potentially. Le'Veon's back? Oh, my he's, God. He's getting off it's, the IR. He's practicing today. I don't it's know. value town. It's value town, baby. Uh, no line because it's off the board because Sam Darnold's out. Elite Joe Flacco. Like, this is what you get for being a Jets fan. You get the worst possible situation. Flacco comes in, wins a game on the road. Doesn't Jets, even win. Just cut. We're, no, whoa, whoa. We're not doing the money. Uh, no, no, I know. Jets execs, Jets execs believe that the problem is Darnold, not Gase. They keep Gase, cut Darnold, and Sorry, that's just that's just what you get for being a Jets fan. So Jets, I think the line's going to be a little over eight, maybe nine, maybe we playing? get ten. They're playing Kyler, <laughs> the fraudulent Cardinals. I like it. J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. A pick number dose. Another, um, just playing the line type thing. Under 54 in New York, Dallas. Yes, I yes, I know the Giants stink and gave up 36 to Nick Mullins or whatever they did. Yes, I know the Dallas defense is the worst of all time. Exactly. Exactly. Under 54 points. This isn't a game where Dallas has to play from behind. This isn't a game where MVP Dak has to throw for 750 yards. <laughs> <laughs> It should it should be over by halftime. We can use Zeke. We can use Tony Pollard to run the ball. Listen, the Cowboys are probably going to put up thirty ish points. I don't think the Giants can give you three touchdowns. Actually, no, screw that. I don't even think the Cowboys are going to put up thirty. Points. Yeah, I think I don't think they're going to need to. Yeah, I don't think they're going to need to. You have a a three score lead at halftime. You pound the ball. I think fifty four is too high of an overreaction. That Cowboys defense. I'm playing the line here and I'm riding the under. 
Uh, so Abe said he doesn't think the Giants can give you three touchdowns. The Giants do have three touchdowns this season. So something to keep in mind when you look for them to score three touchdowns in a single game. Uh, final pick of the people's parlay. H-Town minus six. Deshaun Watson, a free man. Just really good. A free, really let's, good. Let's, let's, let's talk about that. So I, I really want to know how Bill O'Brien's firing went down. <laughs> and I also believe, because obviously he was the GM and the coach, and I also believe that the Texans organization should be allowed to pursue legal action with how he left that franchise. He Bill O'Brien did one thing, one thing in his Texans tenure. He drafted Deshaun Watson. He signed Deshaun Watson. And, and Bill O'Brien, the GM, had to take a choice between his best player other than his quarterback and, and DeAndre Hopkins or his head coach and Bill O'Brien. GM Bill O'Brien sided with head coach Bill O'Brien, and they shipped DeAndre Hopkins off. GM uh, Bill O'Brien sided with head coach Bill O'Brien, they shipped Jadavion Clowney off. They shipped Laramie Tunsil off. He left this organization in absolute shambles. That's plain and simple. And I think the president or the owner, for all I know, it could be Bill O'Brien. <laughs> for all I know, it could be Bill O'Brien, should be allowed to sue head coach GM Bill O'Brien. I believe that Deshaun Watson is now free and will be better. They're 0-4. And this is a team that week one Abe picked against the Jaguars. And he said, I think this Jaguars team is awful. Yeah, you picked the Colts. You're like, we're going to talk about this team like they're Miami, you know, through the first four weeks. Very wrong. We're still in week five, though. And don't don't look now, but the Jags have lost three in a row. They're not a good football team. They lost to the Dolphins. They lost to the Bengals. They're just not that good. Um, so I think giving up a touchdown, I mean, it's only my six. at home. Yeah. At home. Come on. In, uh, what is it called? Reliant stadium. There you go. I think I could have just made that up. All right, fam. People's parlay Falcons minus two giants. Nope. Okay. Who do they play? Dallas. There we go. All right. People's parlay Falcons minus two giants. Cowboys under 54 jet spread Houston minus six bet 33. I don't know the total yet. Use code snapback at my all right, let's take a quick break that after the break. That is such a lock. I know, it's such a lock. It that is such a lock. After the break. I don't we... usually ride, but I'm going to ride that personally. Okay, so a double people's parlay. With oh, the no, people but if, if, we hit it, if we hit it, the people can have, I mean, I'm keeping yeah. my money. Yeah, of course. Um, all right, quick break, then we'll talk NFL, COVID, Week 5, and our power rankings. We'll be right back. All right, fam, we are back. It is week five, NFL coming up Thursday night football. But before we talk about all of that, there has been kind of another COVID outbreak. You saw the picture of Stephon Gilmore with Patrick Mahomes, which is funny. Patriots people, doing it again. Yeah, people are like, that's such a Belichick move. Like, what, bro? <laughs> like, yeah, they're yeah, not go, standing go, 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 go. all yeah, pro Steph, Steven, Steven, go say good game. Go say good game. <laughs> um, it's, it's, Stephon. Now it's in a situation where – you can move around a bye week and you can move around a week. But now, you know, the Titans have two more people, the the Patriots, you know, they have some cases. It's going to get to the point where, like, I don't think we need to go to the bubble. I don't think that the MLB didn't, you know, figure it out. I do think they're going to have to extend this season, meaning, like, they're going to give a couple teams maybe an extra bye week and then 
the teams going into the playoffs will have some bye weeks and then we'll hear Abe talking rest first rust going into the playoffs like there will be some craziness but I don't think that we will finish this season in just the 17 weeks that were originally planned what do you think I think that the NFL listen for all we know, there's way more positive tests out there. This, this is coming from a, a league in the NFL that lied to its players about the brain damage they were suffering with CTA. If you don't think they would lie a little bit about Corona, I mean, that's just Abe Granoff, Conspiracy Theorist 101. But um, listen, if the NFL didn't think that something like this would occur, they're naive. Now, does one positive test from the Raiders versus one positive test? I'm not looking so much into Stefan Gilmore and Cam Newton tests, which just crazy luck of the Irish. They're two best players tested positive. Well, they were traveling together. Like... Right, right, right. So I'm not looking into one player from here, one player from there. The team to look at is the Titans. Right. That's an outbreak. Now, do you ostracize the Titans and kick them out of the league for the season? Would be wonderful. I have a Colts <laughs> AFC South bet that I would love to cash. Um, that's probably not an option, but this is the NFL we're talking about. All they care, like, I'm not, I know I made the joke about the CTE and the, come on, all they care about is money. That's it. They're going to find a way to play this season. Will they do a bubble? They won't. They won't do a bubble. Now in the playoffs, that's interesting. The MLB is doing a bubble in the playoffs towards the second and third round and you shorten it down to 12, no, 14 teams now. Maybe that's more willing. You're only there for a month at most. You're fine with being away from your families. That's something you revisit. But to sit here and say that this wasn't expected is just naive. And to and I think it was expected. But the scary part was that the NFL didn't have a plan. I think... No, no, they are totally winging it right now. Right. They are winging it. The, the NBA took a methodical approach, sat out, listened to science and everything, and went about it in the right approach. And I mean, I'll be the first one to say I was dead wrong. I didn't think the NBA was going to finish. I thought this was inevitable. And like I said, who knows how many positive cases they covered up. But anyway, the NBA is going to crown a champion. And I still think the NFL will as well. If Does that mean that maybe some teams play 16 games, maybe some teams play 15 and 14, and you go off winning percentage only to get in the playoffs? Who knows? But this was a anomaly of a year already. We knew that going in. So we can't just – like we said this in the, when we previewed the NFL – if you're sitting here and going to tell me that you're going to play 16 straight weeks of football and then there's going to be four straight weeks of playoffs and then you're going to crown a Super Bowl champion the first Sunday in February, just like nothing happened, come on. Come on. We're not, I did see a great quote on Twitter. It's like people are shocked that in the middle of a global pandemic. That's the, the biggest virus, thing. Like, like, we, like we, that, people that are sending, got the virus. People are sending tweets just like, holy shit, dude, Cam Newton. I'd like, that's crazy, bro. 33 million people have been infected, and one of them's Cam Newton. I mean, <laughs> color me shocked. It's bizarre. It really is. Um, but I'm curious to see what they do. Uh, I think it is also funny that everyone's like, bro, like the NFL is all about money. Like, okay, so is our podcast. Like, we're sponsored. That's not true. Wendy's. Like, we're that's about money. We do a people's parlay. Clearly, like we're not about money if you like, see we our go people's parlay. We go to work every week. We're all about money. It's like, Okay, yeah, the NFL is all about money. So they're going to try to, 
like did did every business not try to figure out isn't that the whole does the nba hate money and just love its players right (laughs) every business in america was like no we're not going back to work we're not figuring out how to work with covid like we don't care about money we just care about the health and safety i shouldn't have said they only care about money i should no it's not you it's it's not it's not that they don't care about it's not that they only care about money it's that they don't give a shit about their players. Exactly. They're that's what, that's the, is the statement. Yeah. Right. All right. Week five NFL preview now. Uh, Thursday night football. Abe thinks the Bears are going to beat the Bears. No, Bucs. okay. I have, I have seen. I mean, and you have too. We've all seen this movie before. Eli owned, Eli owned Tom. Nick owns Tom. No, he Nick, doesn't. He Nick owns time. Tom. This is the right. Super Bowl MVP going up against... Oh no! This is the goat going up against his kryptonite. Plain and simple. Nick Foles at home knows how to beat Tom. Doesn't not afraid of the moment. Not afraid of After who number twelve. After watching that Bears offense on Sunday, the Colts D is special. It's a different. It's a different. It's a different. It's Nick, man. It's Nick versus Tom. It's not the Bears versus the Patriots. And <laughs> we have seen this movie before. It's the same all... logic I use picking the Jets. It's just elite Joe Flacco, and you get him plus eight points. You Listen, take... let me ask you a question. It's not a question. It's a statement. 100% of the time that Nick Foles has gone up against Tom Brady, he has beaten him. It, they've only played one time? I'm just hoping that's true. <laughs> I feel like that was a hundred percent of the time that Nick Foles. Okay, one hundred percent of the time that Nick Foles plays Tom Brady in primetime television, he wins. I am just playing the numbers here. That is why the Bears are going to win this game. Also, so you, forget so you the do fact think they are going to win. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Let's not even mention the fact that the the top four wideouts from the Bucks didn't practice yesterday. That's irrelevant. Yeah, it's, it, it, it comes down it comes comes down to Nick versus Tom. We've seen this movie before. 41-33. That's what I'm rolling. That's actually you know what that's my score prediction. Okay. 41-33 Bears. Okay. Alright. I'm glad you had a little flash to the past with all your sports struggles going on right now. Uh another another last week. Yeah, the Eagles haven't lost in two-plus weeks. I don't know if anyone's Correct. talking about it. You, you um, said it, not me. Colts-Browns, another interesting game on tap. Browns won three in a row, which is pretty funny. They also scored 30 points plus for three straight games. There's the first time since 1967. No, I made that up. But it is, it's been a while. Uh, and now they face the best events in the league currently, which is the Colts. So... The Rivers and that offense hasn't looked great. The Browns' defense isn't that good. Matchup-wise, Colts make a lot of sense here. Kind of, like, kill the Browns' momentum. I really do think the fact that the Browns scored 48, 49 points and Baker had 165 passing yards and Chubb is out, like, the formula is very simple. Stop Kareem Hunt on the ground. Stop a reverse to OBJ. And you'll limit it's that. Not, who was that? Who was the other? Who's the other back they plugged in? That was a beast for them as well. I yeah, some name. undrafted guy. But stop the run is essentially what I'm saying. And then you get Baker throwing 30 plus passes. That's a dangerous recipe um, for for Cleveland. It's 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 a lot easier said than done to stop the run. I mean, the Browns brought in Jack Conklin. That was the big free agent signing on the yeah. offensive line. Their offensive line looks great. And that opens up everything for their offense. And I don't – I think this is – I mean, listen, 
I'm a sucker. Don't get me wrong. I just bet on the Falcons. <laughs> I'm a sucker. But I don't think this is the Browns that we're all used to. Okay. I really don't. Okay. Colts are winning this one easy. You heard it here. I don't think so. I think... I don't think the Colts can hang with them. So I don't here's, think here's the thing I'll say. I'm fine with you saying this isn't your mom's Browns, which is fine. But are you comfortable saying, I know you're a sucker and Baker, sometimes you suck for, but are you a believer in Baker Mayfield? Like, I feel like I've seen enough to know he's not like a really good quarterback. Never will be. He's just wildly inaccurate. I'm, I'm... He can make throws. He can make any play, but he's not that good. That's exactly what people said about Josh Allen this time two years ago. Now look at him. I'm a believer in Baker Mayfield. I'm a believer he's a leader. We, I mean, we saw the 27 touchdown passes as a rookie. We've seen flashes. Can he string it all together consistently? That's what we're waiting for. But, yeah, listen, I'm a sucker for the Browns. Hence, I'm a sucker for Baker Mayfield. I love OBJ. I love the Browns. And I think they get it done here. I mean – Colts put up. I, mean, I get the Bears have a good defense. The Colts put up 19, oh, 19 yeah, their, to 11. Their offense is putrid. I yeah. think this could be a That's sneaky a nice under game. Putrid. I don't You're think right there's anything really sneaky about it. Um, all right, next game, Sunday Night Football. Kirky Cousins in primetime in Seattle against Russ. Um, I actually bet on the Vikings last season when they played this game on Sunday Night Football. It did not go well, as you can imagine, because Kirk Cousins in primetime is no bueno. I thought it's I, – I know they always show that stat, but I thought it was Monday night that he Yeah, no, it's primetime in general. Obviously, a bulk of that is Monday night. Sunday night, I don't know if that's going to make any difference here. Kirk with no fans in no primetime, though. though? Yeah, this is interesting. <laughs> Whole and new that, slate. That Seattle defense is, you know, they're not that good. So they could probably score on them, but the Vikings defense is just as bad. So it's tough to imagine Russ isn't going to ball out. Yeah, here's here's what it comes down to. Bad defense Seattle, bad defense Minnesota. Cancel each other out. Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins. Vikings by 10. (laughs) (laughs) You go ahead and make your pick. Uh, Eagle Steelers. This is Jack's game of the week because I absolutely. You're hoping for a tie. No, I hope. No, ties. Lose. I mean, I'm hoping for a tie. Ties are dope. Ties I, are dope. I hope both teams lose. So Eagles. You can root for us for this week. No, we no, we we, did, we talked about this. We talked about this. And Eagles win helps out the Ravens in the division. Also makes it maybe a little bit of a smaller spread next week if we look really good. You want the Eagles to win. It's okay to admit it. I took the Ravens in Survivor last week because I. it's okay to admit. So, so to here's win. the thing. It's a, it's a head-heart game where in your head, obviously, you want the Eagles to win. The Eagles winning has no effect on, on the Ravens, and it has every effect with the Steelers winning. But the heart says... I think we play Pittsburgh twice. We can beat them twice. And <laughs> you're I, so ignorant. The Eagle, wait, why? Like you're just you can root for my team once, man. When when the Ravens play the Cowboys, when we played Washington, and when we played the Giants, who are you going to root for in those three games? I'm one for one right now. I rooted for the Ravens last week. Right. Okay. Because you took them in Survivor. Can't take them more than once. We'll see what happens when they play the Giants. <laughs> exactly. Um, Eagle Steelers game breakdown thoughts. I mean, Abe wanted to take the under. Everyone scores a lot, so we kind of <laughs> talked off that ledge. But I don't know. I think the Steelers are good. 
coming off what should be a bye week. And I don't know. I think they're going to beat an Eagles team that isn't that good. Fair as shit. (laughs) (laughs) I obviously don't think. You know what? I have no idea what I think about this game. You know what? What spooked me about this game? Because after Sunday night, after we won, I was like, we could probably beat the Steelers. Then I saw us open up as touchdown underdogs. Yeah, I was like, I was like, damn, we haven't seen the the Steelers. First off, the combined, I know what the NFC least looks like. The combined record of the teams that the Steelers beat is like 3-11-1. It's it's probably worse. They've only played three games. They haven't even played the Titans. They might have beaten, they beat the Steelers. Yeah, it's 2-11, whatever, it's something like that. So let's not, let's not act like the book is out on the Steelers and they're some, they're all the way back. We don't know that. Their defense is really good. We know that. Our defense, when it plays, when our defensive, like, okay. So the Eagles' defense statistically, top 10 in yards allowed, top 5 on third down, top 5 on points allowed. Like, statistically, they're good. I, I, I watch the games a little bit more in depth than pro football focus does. And to me, the defense is vastly overrated. I think you saw us on Sunday Night Football and, I mean, this, the Eagles have the most money possible invested on their defensive line. That's what we do. We paid Javon Harder. We paid Malik Jackson. We still have Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett. The The front line is a bunch of animals. But sometimes you don't see Fletch being Fletch, BG being BG. When they play well, this defense is what it's advertised to be in terms of t- statistically. When, they, when the defensive line is getting after the quarterback. I don't think Ben can move that well. I don't think the Steelers' offensive line is anything to write home about. I mean, it's good. It's fine. But if the D-line isn't getting after the quarterback, which we saw in week one against now third-string quarterback Dwayne Haskins, um, then we're kind of burnt to us. I mean, Darius Slay is playing at an all-pro level. All this, throw it out the window. Eagles by 10. I've watched enough Steelers games to tell you exactly how this game's going to go. Can you tell me how we're going to beat them? The Eagles will stifle the Pittsburgh run. They don't do well against a really strong front with James Conner. Like, James Conner is your perfect example of why you never draft a running back high. It's because, like, James Conner is good when the O-line's good, and he's bad when the O-line's not blocking. I promise you I can run through a hole. Right. So, for that reason... The Steelers are going to be in a lot of passing downs, which is fine. Ben is, he does look good. I think that's the biggest question mark long-term is like, can he stay healthy? And they do have a lot of weapons. Now, the one thing you will see with a D line against Ben and when he's in a heavy passing game is opportunities for turnovers. And that's just going to be the game. If the Eagles are opportunistic, they, they pick Ben off two or three times, they'll win the game. If they're we, dropping last pick, week was the first game that we forced a turnover all year. Exactly. And and for that reason, that's what makes me nervous because if he only throws one interception, then, then the Steelers will win that game. Let me ask you a question. Scale of one to 10. If the Eagles do win this game, mm-hmm. how back are we? You're, you're dead. I already pronounced you dead. So there's nothing outside of trading for like, pretty much Patrick Mahomes, there's not much you can do to get out of the grave. If Jalen Hurts comes in and throws for 250 and three scores. Then then we can have a conversation. We can get the... Nah. <laughs> well, D-Jax is supposed to be back, maybe. Fuck, dude, that is the biggest load. That, yeah, Deshaun okay. Jackson. Hold <laughs> we're done, we're done, we're no, done. No, hold done. on. Deshaun Jackson, that is the biggest load of bullshit. You know what? He had 
a long touchdown against Washington in the first week last year. I hate Eagles Twitter. Oh, we're getting DJX back. He's never been here. He hasn't been here since 2012. You don't get a guy back that doesn't play just because he's on the roster. Where's no Rager? Idea. Where Where are all your guys? Where's Alshon? Uh, Alshon broke his foot in that Monday night game against the Giants last year. That was a must win that we won and made the playoffs. Uh, Rager, surgery on his thumb? Come on. I don't know. I still don't see have people. tape in Philadelphia? Yeah, no, apparently not. Um, Alshon and DJX are apparently practicing this week. But, I mean, Travis Folk, I, I last week was the first time. <laughs> I'm a diehard Eagles fan. I consider myself a diehard. Last time was the first time ever as an Eagles fan where I looked at a skill position player on the field starting in a primetime game during the regular season, and I actually said, who the fuck is that? Like, not even, like, you're then reading scored... through tweets and his names are, like, there. Like, this guy is nowhere to be and found. And then he scored the game-winning touchdown. <laughs> That's just Wenzelvania for you. He the loves battle. playing with these scrubs. Oh, All right. Uh, we're not going to talk ravens Bengals, but we will discuss some comments coming out of Baltimore. The Ravens, as I've been News telling to me. you. News to me. Um, they are now admitting publicly in their press conferences that the offense is struggling with the schemes that defenses are throwing at them. They're saying they're not seeing the same tendencies. Essentially, what they're seeing is completely revamped defensive game plans for the Ravens offense that they're putting a mark on the Ravens saying, you know, we're rushing the offensive line. They're doing all these different things. And like I told you, we have not played well through four weeks. We got killed by the uh, chiefs. We beat the Browns, which was game one on the road, new coach, new Baker stuff, new offense. And then we beat a, a Washington team. That's horrible. A Houston team. That's horrible. We beat those three teams comfortably, but we didn't look impressive. And then obviously the Chiefs game, we looked horrible. So it's another one of those where they just don't look good. And did they figure out Lamar? Obviously, the good part is that we scored 30 plus in those three wins and haven't looked good. The bad part is it's just not going to be a runaway season. Ravens are really young. That's all I really want to touch on is the Ravens are in a little trouble. And I think that's okay to admit. Yeah, if you're soft. Um, <laughs> 14 days ago, you were talking about the Ravens potentially going 16-0. and 0. Yeah. I mean, we could go 15-1. and 1. Like, the team is that talented. I, I did overestimate the rookie linebackers, and I said that. And then Andy Reid made light work of them. I think you're all, you also overestimated your, your weapons. No, I've that's been my thing since March. I am in love with the thought of it. He's not coming, but Alan Robinson, I've wanted him for six plus Penn months State, now. Baby. Um, but I mean, look, the chiefs, they killed us, but they've looked beatable. Two of the last three nope. weeks, Be- Belichick. Yes. You ready for this? Don't the be gap, an idiot. The gap. Between, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. The gap between no, the chiefs, the gap between the chiefs and the rest of the league is, is, is monumental, minimal, monumental. Do you believe with Cam Newton that the Patriots win that football game or lose by three points? Sure, they can lose by three. They don't win the football game. So how is it monumental if at home they're beating the Patriots? They're beating the defensive, best defensive, because they're the best defensive coach of all time in Bill Belichick. The gap between the the Chargers in overtime to say it's monumental. They beat the the second best team in the league. They demolished the second best team in the league. And they, they played a good game. And when they're on, they're on. But 
to say it's monumental, that's just perfect. Perfect segue into the power rankings. Power rankings. My number five Steelers probably move up after dismantling the Eagles on Sunday. Number four Billies. Another. Their schedule's kind of been light work, but they're taking care of business. Look good doing it. Uh, aren't losing those trap games. Number three Seattle defense is just poof, but Russ is also woof. So it's tough to put them down. Packers are impressive. No Packers turnovers. are. Packers are. It's time for you to remove the cutie tag from them. My, my cutie tag. Yes, you They're are. Just, you are. Packers I cuties number one. Teams. What game did we watch when they played Seattle on primetime and they beat them? And I was still. You were still calling them cuties. Last year. No. Then they play Seattle. Or no, they played New Orleans on primetime yeah, yeah, a few weeks yeah. ago. No, I didn't yeah, call. Yeah. I. Dude, I have, I have said to, I have receipts. I have receipts. I said my number two, three, four teams. Bills four. Josh Allen never expected this level. He was wildly inaccurate. Now he's throwing twelve percent better this season. Number three, Seattle. I actually still am kind of nauseous about them because of how bad the defense is. But they unleashed Russ. Let Russ cook. It's a whole thing. Um, so I'm fine with Seattle. Number two, they're finally letting Rodgers play again. I don't know what the deal is with the way they use their running backs. Like Aaron Jones is clearly the best running back on that team. And he gets like half the touches that he should. Matt but, LaFleur. Matt huh? LaFleur. Yeah, it's weird. He's but, good. He is good. But Aaron Rodgers, they're letting him play and he's throwing downfield. So I'm I'm good with them. And uh, number one for now is the Chiefs. My biggest thing with Green Bay is their their defense is looking good, and the, everyone but Aaron Rodgers is looking unbelievable. Their offensive no, line. No, Aaron Rodgers looks unbelievable. Right. No, I'm saying aside from Aaron Rodgers, all their other pieces look unbelievable. Yeah. All these chirps about they need a wide receiver, yada, yada, yada. No, you don't. When the offensive line is that good and you have a running back by committee that can do their job, your receivers don't need to be that good. Oh, and then, yeah, Devontae Adams. So they have a top three wide receiver in the league. Right. Um, number five for me. Oh, sorry. And the top tight end in the league, Robert Tanyan. Yeah, I had no idea who that guy was. Before. You know he had three touchdowns? Before. You know that I tweeted out, hey, Packers and uh, Falcons fans, give me a first touchdown bet. Someone replied, Robert Tanyan. They throw it to him every time they're in the red zone. So I picked Robert Tanyan, first touchdown. Then I go to mybookie.ag. I look at Robert Tanyan scored two touchdowns at 20 to 1 odds. And I was like, I don't even know who this guy is. I'm not placing this. He doesn't score the first one. Instead, he scores the next three. So that was a fun Monday night. Run me a river. Um, my number five, Buffalo Bills. The probably second or third, depending on how you look at it, MVP candidate in Josh Allen, who is just, you know what? The Buffalo Bills can make the Super Bowl. Well, they can go to the AFC Championship. They can go to the AFC Championship. I want to see Josh Allen play a good defense. I do. And then we'll okay. talk. That's fine. Number four. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady. That once, once Tom gets humbled once again by Big Dick Nick, then well, they'll probably fall out. But five touchdowns last week, he still got it. I mean, you can talk about the defense letting up thirty-one, but I mean, you got a legend over there in Justin Herbert. It's kind of a catch twenty-two. <laughs> Number three, Seattle. I would put Green Bay here, but cancel the quarterbacks out. Green Bay is the far superior team. Number two, Green Bay who will win the NFC and will go to the Super Bowl. And number one, the locks to win it all on the best team in the league by a wide margin, the Kansas City Chiefs. You realize you had Seattle going to the Super Bowl. What's changed? Preseason. Yeah. Because I didn't know how more legit the Packers outside of the quarterback position were than Seattle. 
which honestly, if you look at predictions, I'm not doing too bad this year. Over a year ago, I probably picked the Lakers to win it all. You gave me shit. Now look at that. I'm pretty sure I picked the Astros to go back to the World Series, which they're going to, and that's going to be so much fun. The Astros versus the Yankees, maybe, and then the Astros versus the Dodgers. That's going to be a movie that the MLB should market, but we'll just let fall through the cracks, and then we'll forget about it in the month. Um, but, yeah, that's my power rankings. I honestly think that Kansas City could probably lose the next three straight games and would still stay number one for me because the gap is that big. Uh, it's just not that big the because that big. the same reason that the Ravens are talking about, you know, issues. Now people, they believe they, they have a little thing on Mahomes with the two deep safeties. There was a lot of chatter about that. I'm curious to see what teams use it against them going forward and what the success is. There's no doubt they're the best team. The doubt is it's a matchup league and there's there a team like Buffalo matches up well with them. A team like New England matches up well with them. A team like the Ravens, in theory, by the end of the season, hopefully should match up well with them. Like they would kill the Seahawks. They would but then you look at a team like the Packers, who has a really good defense. There are teams that match up when you get to the top echelon of teams, it's football, it's an oblong ball, like that thing bounces. And Harrison Butker, that's can we do yep. not. I will never. I will never. I will. I just, I, Jack, I will never. If there's one thing you can admit, there's two. One, the food in Austin, Texas is amazing. And two, Justin Tucker is the best. He's probably the best person at his job in the world, including the president. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, that was a COVID cough. Um, I'm trying to think. The at best his people... position, like at their job. I feel like Justin Tucker is the premier person at doing their job. And sorry. LeBron? Nah, not LeBron. Because it is is Tucker the greatest kicker of all time? Like hands by, down. By, like, far. by far. Is he? Yeah. Like Vinatieri? Yeah. I don't know. Like I Tucker has see. Tucker has the clutch kicks. He has the accuracy. Not, not in the big moments. No, he has in the big moments. When, what was his biggest kicks? AFC division around 53 oh, yards in Denver the double overtime. The divisional round. Got we didn't need him. We led the whole way in the Super Bowl. So I don't I don't know what to tell you. He's all right. Let me tell you this, Abe. He hasn't you know, missed in a big moment, I guess. You know you how say. I've been taking uh, the field goal stuff? So I, I looked up. I wanted, What do you mean field goals? Like stuff? I've been kicking field goals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So I looked up Justin Tucker. I wanted to see. Perfect like, example. You're knocking down 50 yarders. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard. So I look at his kicks at like I wanted to see his motion or whatever to learn. And the first video is seven minutes of him kicking game winners. And I was just like, how do you even have seven Was the Saints minutes? game in there from last year? No, that was an extra point though. That was tough. <laughs> That's wild to think about. Yeah, that he met. No, that was two years ago with Joe. That was Joe Flacco was back. Was Nick Scott, Paul George. Yeah, it was with Joe. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Lamar's only lost four times in his career in the regular season. Three, Three to times to the Chiefs and one to the Brownies. I guess you're right. Trace right. McSorley. <laughs> That's my All right, guy. fam. We will talk to you on Monday. Everyone have a great weekend. Peace.